Oh, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of people here locally, you know, reach out, you know, helped me out, kind of kept me going, you know, and I'm, you know, and I appreciate that a lot. Um, I mean, the community, when it, I guess when it really comes down to it, you know, they'll, you know, this Lewis and Clarkson, you know, they'll back a guy, you know, they'll make sure he's, you know, going to make it. Hello, Old Spiral Podcast listeners. Welcome back to the show. I know it's been a couple weeks since we've had an episode, and before we jump into the heart of this week's episode, I just wanted to apologize and and say between the new job, I'm still with the city of Clarkston, just in a different position, and the new baby, and having to reschedule an episode, things just kind of got out of control. Uh, But we're back on track, we've got lots of stuff lined up for the next few weeks, and I don't foresee any other breaks like the one we just had. So I'd like to say thank you for your continued support. Thank you for supporting our community and uh, having an interest in this podcast, which is all about our community, the history, and the great people that make it up. Speaking of the great people that make it up, this week we're very excited to talk to Richard Stover of Arcade 1UP. Arcade 1UP is on 1325 Libby in Clarkston. Uh, It's got tons of arcade games. Uh, a lot of retro games, a lot of rare games, and they're just a ton of fun. I know after the episode, Drew and I went in and spent an hour playing some games and it brought back some childhood memories, and I can't wait to go back and play again. So whether you're a video arcade game, video game fanatic, or remember as a youth going in and playing arcade games, um, or just, you know, interested in the community as as a whole, you're going to really enjoy this episode. So thank you, Richard Stover. Thank you arcade one up enjoy the episode and make sure and go down and give him a visit hi everybody uh we're sitting here with richard stover of arcade one up how are you doing richard i'm doing good how are you guys tonight not bad we are awesome and we are out and about again we're actually at arcade one up um, it is a cool spot in clarkson if you haven't checked it out um, richard why don't you tell us kind of what this place is well, it's just a retro 80s, 90s style arcade. Um, you know, uh, I thought it was something that the Valley has needed for an extremely long time. And, you know, I've got a lot of friends and family that are into retro, you know, arcades, consoles, things like that. And um, I've been doing this, been well, primarily collecting just personally for roughly 20 years. And so those are referenced as, like, the, the bulk of the games that you have in there, those are referenced as cabinets? Yes. Cabinets, okay. And are most of those retro or are those kind of newer? No, uh, I'd say probably what I've got in there, um, maybe about 75% that's in there right now is, you know, they're they're all out of the, you know, vintage 80s, you know. They're running original hardware. Um, I've got a few, you know, updated style, you know, running new types of software in them. But uh, you kind of got to do what you got to do to get more games in a small place sure absolutely and i thought i'd just mention too you know we're at what is it 13 20 25 yep 1325 libby 1325 libby it's a beautiful night and we're just getting that nice 1325 libby ambiance <laughs> so i think it's only adding if you ask me that's right um so you said you've spent a long time collecting them yep so what was the first cabinet that you got uh first one i actually ever bought um 
I drove all the way down to Oregon and uh, picked that up. It was Vindicators. Oh, and cool. I spent way too much money on it, not knowing any better. Um, but I was happy as heck to get it. <laughs> That's cool. So what is Vindicators? Uh, it's an old school Atari. It's a two-player uh, tank-based game. Um, kind of one of those rare games you don't see hardly anymore. Uh-huh. Is that in here right now? No, nah, sadly it's not in here. I had it in here for a while, and then I started uh, experiencing some joystick issues with it. So, so like, it uh, kind of had to go back into storage until I could round up the parts to fix it. Sure, sure. So how did you how did you get started down this path? Like, um, are are you from the valley originally? Yes. So was there at at the time when you were growing up? Was there an arcade in town? Uh, several of them. You know, a lot of them I wasn't quite you know old enough to experience just yet. But by the time you know uh, I was old enough to start running the streets by myself, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, there was at least one left up on uh, Bryden Avenue. Um, and here recently, you know, just fun fact, I've been actually buying some of the retro 80s games from the gentleman that used to run that back in the day. Oh, neat. Yep. What was that one called? Do you remember? I don't remember the name of it offhand. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's really neat because, and you're absolutely right, this is ab- this is something the Valley needs is, is a nice arcade for kids and of all ages. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Myself included, I think we'll probably go in and play a couple games when we're done. Uh <laughs> But to do and to have. I mean, when when we do other episodes, we've been talking about how the Valley needs more stuff for... And I don't want to harp on that it's kids, because it's for adults, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone loves arcade games. Oh, yes. But especially for the youth of the Valley to have something cool to do that's not running the streets. Yep. <laughs> um, it's really important and, and, and a nice thing to have. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like you said, that... Your space is well stocked. I mean, there's there are a lot of cabinets in there. There's a lot of games that you can go play. Um, and before we we got recording here, you you discussed how you had moved locations. So where were you at originally, and what was that space like? Um, well, it was quite the the disaster. Um, it got to the point where I actually had so many games in there. Um, that I actually had to leave like three of them unplugged during the summer months because it gets so hot in there that the breakers <laughs> would, would trip. Oh, wow. um, I mean, the breaker box was probably maybe about uh, seven inches wide by like eight <laughs> inches tall and just had just, I don't know, like six or seven breakers in the whole place. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. And, you know, like I was telling you earlier, you know, it, it, it was a hallway. You had about two feet down the center of the whole place to walk in between all the games. Hmm. Rent was probably cheap, though. Yeah, not too bad. You yeah. know, I guess uh, for a starter arcade, it was okay. Yeah. So is this, well, I mean, now you've moved, but is this sort of like your first soiree into owning your own arcade? Or have you done um, something like I, this before? In the past, um, I'd say somewhere in 99, uh, early 2000, um, I had a buddy of mine, you know, how do you say that? I had a buddy of mine actually... Uh, you know, went out and was talking to him, uh, talking with him, and he's like, "Well, my ex-wife wants me to haul all these crane claw machines down to Oregon to some guy down there." And I was like, "Crane claw machines?" You know, I remember playing those as a kid. So I was like, "Well, how much do you want for the darn things?" You know. So I ended up buying like twenty some of those crane claw machines, <laughs> and I sold four of them the next day to some other guy on eBay. And I took that money, and that's what I ended up buying Vindicators with. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. That's cool. Uh, what, what, uh, 
Let's start with what were some of your favorite arcade games growing up? Uh, Road Blasters, number one. Yep. Um, I am still on the hunt for one of those today for my own personal collection. A buddy of mine bought one before me, which just drives me absolutely crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, Road Blasters. I remember playing that over at the old Godfather's Pizza over in Lewiston where um, Zany's is at. Oh, all right. At the mall. Yep. 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 Wow. Yeah. Now that you mention it, like some of the arcades from my childhood are kind of coming back, and that was one of them. Um, you know, and then the Rollaway, they had some, some games as well. Oh, man. So I was talking to my brother about the Rollaway arcade. I, I came across a picture of it or something. And there was, I can't remember if it was a pinball machine or, or something else, where if you grabbed the handle and touched a screw, you would get a shot. Oh, yeah. And still to today, <laughs> you can actually do that with just about any pinball machine. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Is that just because they're not grounded? Uh, it, 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 they are grounded, um, but they're still, they're, they're, the way they're grounded that you can still touch across each other and still zap zap yourself huh. with them a little bit. It's hmm. just one of those things that you got to deal with if you're going to play the darn things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the experience. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Soundtrack for the episode, Pinball Wizard. By the <laughs> so at the time when you were really getting into like the arcade scene, was there um, still like the arcade culture that was sweeping across America? Or was it kind of gone away by then, or what was it like? You know, it it's, it did die off. You know, the thing is, is you know, Bumpers out of Spokane um, was honestly the closest arcade that I could remember, you know, after the last local one closed. And that one closed, I believe, in the very, very early 90s. Um, so it was, you know, by the time I really got to experience it, it was already gone. Gotcha. Okay. So you were coming into it sort of early 90s, maybe mid-90s? Mm-hmm. Okay. Lancer's Lanes, you know, was another place that I spent a lot of time in quarters at um, back in the day. Um, you know, first time I ever got to play Street Fighter was down there, you know, so, you know, mm-hmm. fond memories. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always just try to, like, put myself in the time period, like, uh, we watched a... I'm sure a lot of people have seen that documentary, King of Kong. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, like the whole craze around arcades at that time, it's such a cool, like, little piece of time. I always, like, wonder what it would have been like to be a part of that. But it sounds like you were coming in kind of maybe just after that. Yes, uh, very late. Like I said, late 80s, early 90s. And, uh, you know, by then it was, I wouldn't even call it a novelty. You know, console games had started to become so relevant and, you know, just arcades really died out and i'd say probably in the last you know 15 to 17 years um you know guys my age you know we just wanted a piece of that back so you know we all personally started collecting again um and then thankfully you know a lot of a lot of people just you know started opening up those retro arcades again and um it's what gave me that drive to you know, try it again. You know, I spent about six years here in the Valley trying to find, you know, a good location that was affordable. Um, you know, a guy can't pay $3,000 a month in rent and expect, uh, you know, an arcade to make it. Um, which is another reason why, you know, I opted to not charge, you know, you know, per game to play, um, like, a you know, like you would have back, you know, in the eighties. Right. Um, you know, so, that's why I just do an hourly rate on that. 
Well, that is a good question. So what uh, what is the hourly rate? Um, well, starting next week, it will be $7 an hour. Um, but currently, until the end of this week, um, it's still $5 an hour. Okay. Yeah, it's still not bad. Yes. No, not uh, at all. I, I try to keep it down as, as much as I can, but, um, you know, maintenance on, on the games are just starting to pull away from the funds needed to keep, you know, the electric going and keep the rent on the place going. So it's like I got to find that compromise, I guess, in between, you know, like affordability and plus trying to keep these things running. Mm-hmm. So it looks like you guys have some other stuff here just besides games like we're we're sitting outside in front of this like little patio area and you've got like some kind of food next to us what is that uh that is the brat spot um he opened that up about uh three weeks ago okay um you know my nephew um is the one that runs that and uh you know it's it's been pretty good little extra you know boost to getting people down here and things like that so you know that's definitely much appreciated oh and keeping them here too i mean if you're playing you're playing you get hungry and oh, yeah. you don't have to leave you're just right there come on out and grab something to eat yeah absolutely so how long have you been in this spot then um i moved up here um i believe it was maybe about a week before halloween um i wasn't able to open for no oh, it was about two months before I could actually get up and running. I had to get, you know, a, uh, a conditional use permit, um, which I had to go through all the paperwork and, you know, jump through all the little hoops on it uh, for Soton County to, you know, get it going. But thankfully they were, you know, great. They moved it along as quickly as possible and, uh, you know, we got it going. And then you probably weren't also able to open because of covid or or was Um, that a thing for you i I, honestly you know it wasn't a big thing for me um when i was down on sixth street um i closed for a couple of months down there wasn't sure if i was going to be able to reopen or not and it just got to the point where i was like if i know if i just remain closed you know until until they told me i could reopen again we weren't going to reopen again there would have been no way so i kind of had to make a judgment call on trying to save what i've started yeah well yeah and, and tons of small businesses around the country have gone under so it's it's nice to see one not go under mm-hmm. so i think that's really good i mean i'm all for being safe and and doing with you know the covid situation but I don't know if maybe the government should have done more about helping out small businesses. Maybe that's a topic for another day. It just, you know, it's it's a shame to see yes. see that happen. You know, and that's why I've, I've, I've you know, pushed to support a lot of the local businesses. Um, personally, you know, everybody's got to, you know, go to the big box stores every now and then. You know, that's just the way of life. But if you can, you know, hit up those small mom and pops, you know, show them some love. Yeah, absolutely. And that is what this show is all about. Um, But on a positive note, Washington's doing really well and is on track for everybody getting their both of their vaccines. So hopefully soon enough, we'll uh, reach some sense of normalcy again, whatever that may may be. But uh, yeah. So you've got a lot of games inside probably too many to just sit sit down and list but uh what are some of your favorite games that you have right now uh the ninja turtles is in there um i remember that one oh yeah um that was another one i wasted way too many quarters on um (laughs) 
I recently just got one of my, you know, grails. Um, it's a tubin. So it's uh, old school 80s, you know, summer, you know, you know, just tube theme, I guess, is the only way to put it. Uh, <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> it's definitely a different style of game. Okay. And then uh, you got pinball machine. Uh, I've got uh, a handful of them in there right now. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, I think I saw some like shooter games, like Big big Game Hunter or something like that. Um, I've got a lot of shooters in there right now. Um, you know, House of the Dead, Time Crisis, you know, Johnny Nero, Action Hero, um, Revolution X, which is, you know, revolves around Aerosmith. Oh, okay. really? Oh, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> what, what year did that game come out? I believe that was a mid-90s game. It came out just after uh, T2 did. Huh. Okay. Crazy. Is that pretty rare? Is that? It, it is. is. That... I actually have a three-player version of it, which is even more rare than, you know, the two-player. Oh, stand- wow. You know, two-player was standard, but the three-player version of it was kind of like something you didn't see all the time. Hmm. Yeah, I think... Uh, Growing up, like like I said, we didn't really do a whole lot of arcade stuff unless if it was birthdays, that kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. like you said, by the time I was coming up, the, the home console was the big deal. Oh, yeah. PlayStation 2 was like brand new when I was little. and um, But my favorite was, uh, I don't even know what type of console or cabinet this is, but it's like the kind that you sit down at and it was an Excitebike game. Oh, and it nice. had two screens like your opponent had the one side and then you had the other side and you kind of raced. Oh yeah, that would have been the uh, Nintendo uh, fondly called the Red Tent. Uh, yes. Yeah, that one was super fun. They uh, they had one at a restaurant down the street from my parents' house when we'd go down there and play it. It was it was really really fun. Eventually it quit working and they I'm sure just tossed it unfortunately. Uh, sadly, I've seen a lot of those old school red tents like that um, converted over to like uh, video poker machines, which oh. just makes me want to cry, you know, every now and then when I see them like that. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thankfully, um, a lot of uh, arcade companies are coming back. They're, you know, bringing back, you know, reproduction, you know, parts to keep these things up and running. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I, I think that'll probably be be more and more all the time, right? Because in, in bigger cities, you see, like, the rise in barcades mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, and it's becoming really trendy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So do you hold any of the high scores in there? Uh, time Pilots is probably the only one that I still have the high score on right now. I've been trying to get people to go in and play that one and trying to beat it, but... Uh, People play it for just a few minutes, and they're just like, nope. <laughs> because it's super difficult? or uh, I Maybe it's just me. I don't find it. I find it probably to be one of the more simpler old-school 80s games. You know, it's probably why I have the high score on it. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of talented people coming in and playing some of these games? Oh, yeah. My buddy Hoyt, he comes in. He's currently still the um, high score holder on Qbert in there. So, and you know, he just sets down there. Him and another lady go back and forth on the high score on that thing. You know, she'll come in and post up there at that game for the whole hour and never move. She'll just play that game for that whole time she's in here. And then a day or two later, my buddy Hoyt will come in and just, you know, knock her back off the number one spot. And then she'll come back in and do the same thing. That's awesome. You got to love how competitive it can be. Oh, yeah. So, of like those really famous sort of old school cabinets, do you have like, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong. and you're, I've you're... got Donkey Kong in there, an original Donkey Kong. Um, I'm currently, this when the weather gets a little bit better, I'm going to be restoring a, a DK Jr. Nice. And then I've got another Nintendo cabinet um, that I'm going to round up the parts to do a DK3 so I can have the trilogy. 
<laughs> um, I've got a Popeye, but it's just not currently in there. So, do you have any other games that aren't aren't in there? Oh, I've got four storage units just crammed from the back to the front, just full of stuff. It's oh, gotten really? to the point to where I've actually had to start like selling some of the stuff that I just don't have time for, or they're just games that I you know, have no love for, you know, they're golden tees, you know, big buck hunters, things like that. I'm into that old school, you know, 80s, 90s, you know, style games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I know Drew and I have a, a mutual friend, Will Thompson. I see he comes in and plays every now and again. <laughs> Will? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember Will there. I'm sorry. I just can't picture his face all of a sudden. Oh, that's all right. Uh, but yeah, the the love for he's probably about your age um but he's definitely got that love for everything comic book he runs the swap um there's a comic book and oh i know now okay i know who you're talking about i was gonna say i remember him from the yeah he loves to come in he was just in here the other day playing some pinball nice yep yeah oh man so it's really cool that there's some there's a uh you know, a subculture in, in our valley mm-hmm. that is all into the, the old arcade games oh, and yeah. comic books. And are you Did you ever get into comic books as well, or were you more just... I, a- I did. I mean, I've got a handful of comic books that I, you know, those, you know, characters that I loved as a kid, you know, I, I keep them at home. They're in a little box and, you know, never see the light of day again, which is sad. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it, it's nice, you know. it's uh, I'm glad to see that a lot of that, you know, culture is coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, I, I think it's a lot of people trying to kind of, like you said, get a piece of your childhood back. And then other people are going, oh, whoa, this is really cool. And then, you know, you're able to, like, actually grab something tangible. It's not like just some shitty thing on your phone or oh yeah, or something like that. You know, it's like this really cool collectible physical thing yes. that you get to go touch and feel and be with people. And they also have the same appreciation that you do for these things. Mm-hmm. So it is very cool. Yeah, you know, and that was another reason why I really wanted to kind of bring back that arcade culture, you know, I guess is, you know, the only way to say it. Um, I, I just, personally for me, I just found that the disconnect of people, you know, online gaming, you know, so much social media, things like that, that people kind of lost that ability to interact with each other more you know, face to face. And I remember as a kid, you know, how'd I interact with people, you know, get to, you know, build those social skills. You know, I went to the arcade and, you know, talked to people, actually did things with them, mm-hmm. you know, so, and I just felt we kind of lost that here, you know, everywhere, you know, at the end of the day. Um, so I'm just glad to see when I first opened up the arcade and it was going, you know, people just, would walk up, you know, other kids would walk up to other kids, you know, you'd have some, some of them that were like, hey, you know, you want to play? And, you know, they would, the other kid would just turn around and walk off. He didn't know how to, seemed like he didn't know how to handle that, you know, thing. Right. Um, but thankfully, you know, like I said, the, as the, the more I was open, people just started interacting, you know, with each other again. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> nice is, to see. Which is yeah. sad that, you know, you've got to kind of reteach that. But, but yeah, and, and I just feel like, it, you know, I don't play online video games. I don't have a console or anything. Uh, it just doesn't have that much appeal to me. But it also, like when I hear friends playing online, it's like vicious. Oh, yeah. People are mean <laughs> on those games, like straight up mean. And, uh, 
you know, nobody's going to do that in person. Oh, nobody's no. going to do that coming down here, especially, you know, like if you do get a little bit of competition going, it's like, you know, okay, well, now it's my turn. You know, you're not going to say the horrible stuff that some people say online to oh, yeah. each other. I, the stuff I've heard come out of some of my nephew's mouth playing online would just make a nun blush. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so do you get many um, many people bringing their kids in and like, hey, check this out. This is what I used to play when I was young. And Yes. Um, that's, that's what, uh, you know, I, I found there that, uh, you know, dads and moms would bring bring their kids in you know anywhere from 10 to 15 years old and they'd be like come check this out this is the game that i would play for hours you know at such and such arcades somewhere you know and uh you know and then they would sit there and they they would want to play that game with their daughter their son you know and kind of introduce them to something that they loved as a child you know that's cool so, you know, we, we mentioned King of Kong. Um, did you ever get into, like, sort of that competitive level of arcade gaming or no Never anybody? did. You know, I was, I was an okay Street Fighter player, but never any kind of competition level. You know, I, I just, it was something fun to do for me, you know, yeah. and, and that's what I loved about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to spend hours and hours and hours oh, yeah. to get to that level. Uh, did you ever watch that other one, Nibbler? I don't think so. Uh-uh. No. Oh, uh I know a guy who um, is in that documentary, and he's one of the champions. I don't know if he – I think he had the high score before the, the guy got the billion-point game. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, he's he's pretty – he's a pretty cool guy. He lives in uh, – oh, what's that one between here and Genesee. Los Genesee, yeah. So I'll have to get a hold of him. He'll probably want to come down and check this out. Heck, yeah. Um. So have you seen a lot of, especially with, with COVID and everything, um, or just, you know, in general, some community support for a small business? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of people here locally, you know, reach out, you know, helped me out, kind of kept me going, you know, and I'm, you know, and I appreciate that a lot. Um, I mean, the community, when it, I guess when it really comes down to it, you know, they'll, you know, this Lewis and Clarkson, you know, they'll back a guy, you know, they'll make sure he's, you know gonna make it hopefully so yeah yeah and that that was sort of you know part of the impetus of this show is we have some amazing people here in the valley that uh we ought to talk about and uh businesses like yours that are really cool unique places that that the valley needs to continue Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's something that i've been really fortunate you know talking with you now about this place and and what drives you to run it and, and stay in business. And, and that's something I've been so fortunate about having this podcast is talking to all those people, whether it's those guys that were, you know, having fundraising for local restaurants or, you know, all the different wineries in the valley. And um, it's just really neat to talk to business owners and, and hear the passion that they have uh, for their places. It's, oh, yeah. It's cool to see. Well, you know, it's it's got to be devastating for a lot of uh, small businesses, you know, that saved and, you know, spent their life savings, you know, trying to get something that they're passionate about going and then just like a light bulb, you know, just somebody turning it off, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's cool about our community is there's a lot of people willing to help out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. And, you know, on this show, we get to talk to people like you that that get to like make their dreams come true right and do do things that they really love doing 
and uh, share it with others, mm-hmm. which is cool. I mean, I'm sure there's a billion games in there that I've never seen, but <laughs> you could tell me all about them back and front, and it would I would sit there and listen and be like, yeah, that's cool. I I love talking to people that are you know just excited and and invested in the stuff that they're into because um, I, I like to dork out on the stuff that I'm into, like fly fishing and record collecting and stuff. And, uh, you know, not everybody's into that, but I don't really care what you're into. If you're really into it, I'll listen. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the thing, you know, is if you got something you love, you got a hobby, you know, it's what matters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What did you do before you uh, uh, started your arcade? Oh, good question. Uh, just about everything. You know, I always did what I love to call dud jobs you know that just anybody could do it you know a lot of manual labor stuff um you know then uh, i you know like i was telling you when i first acquired all the crane claw machines you know that was the first time i tried to do my own business you know i went and you know work went to work for myself doing that i placed them out on a route you know started buying some video games um eventually you know picked up like snack and pot machines and you know and i i ran a route you know from here clear to moses lake down to boise you know all these little small towns that no none of the other uh operators wanted to go to um so i did pretty well on that um until you know our first um major you know uh, what is it in like a 2000 2005 ish i can't remember exactly anymore but anyways um that's a lot of noise for such yeah, a little bike i know i'm telling you <laughs> I believe that's a weed eater motor <laughs> <laughs> but you know i did i did pretty well doing that um with the route um i was also a diesel mechanic at that time um you know and then the that's when the first like housing market like just collapsed you know gas prices went through the roof a guy couldn't afford to even you know drive to all these little towns you know all over the place that he had machines at so i i kind of got out of it at that point i uh, went back to work for other people did that for several years you know after a while i you know i opened up a, a taxi service here in the valley so i ran that for about five years and I just realized, you know, I do not like drunk people. Yeah, I bet you'd had you got to have some interesting nights driving oh, yeah. a taxi. Oh yeah, very, very interesting nights. You know, a lot of nights of sitting out in front of somebody's house because they're like, "Let me go get my wallet," you know, and you're out there for three hours waiting for the local police department to come knock on their door to be like, "Come pay this guy so he can go home," you know. So I got really fed up with that, and that's when I decided again that, you know, about uh, three years into that, I started, you know you know collecting again buying more games you know obviously you know a lot of just beat up non-working games and it got to the point where at home um i bought another pinball machine and i'm like where are you gonna put this darn thing (laughs) and i realized the only space that i had left in the whole house was where the stove was in the kitchen and uh so i removed my stove and put a pinball machine in there, <laughs> right there where that went. Hey, you got a microwave. What do you need a stove? Exactly. For? You know, and at that time I wasn't married. You know, it was just me and my son. And you know, it's just like, heck, I get up in the morning, I go get breakfast down the street at the you know Wassums Drugs down there, and at night, order a pizza. You know, run through a drive-through. You know, very unhealthy, but you know that's the way I did it. You <laughs> but know? you could play pinball. But I could play pinball. Yes. Yeah, you got your priorities in order. <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, the the wife uh, said uh, that's not happening anymore. So she said you better figure it out. And uh, so it's what really again you know pushed me to also figure okay you better start you know getting an arcade going. You've been wanting to do it for a while, anyways. Yeah, well I'm glad you did, and I can't wait to get my hands on some uh, pinball or any of the other cool games. Nice. Heck yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, I think that's going to about wrap it up. Uh, we better go inside and play some games. Yeah. Thanks, Richard. Okay. Come on in, guys. This episode of the show is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much to all of you for supporting the show. If you would like to become a Patreon subscriber, head over to patreon.com slash oldspiralpodcast. That's going to do it for this week, but the shows are not over. Get caught up on the backlog of episodes if you haven't already, and thanks for listening.